You guys are doing great. You guys are my favorite D&D podcast on the air, hands down. And we didn't even bribe him to say all those nice <laughs> things. Oh gosh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, comrades and friends, welcome back to another episode of the Dicey D20, a very special one, because it is our mid-season episode. Beyond the Dice, as we're calling it right now. Uh, name Name's tentative, but Beyond the Dice works for now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Beyond the D20, behind the D20? Inside. Inside D20. Sab. Oh god, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, names aside... This is just a cool chance for us to sit down, chat about the pod, chat about uh, things that we find cool, things we're excited for in the future, and uh, maybe get your comments uh, online, either on Twitter. You can also check out our website, uh, the Dicey D20, check out the World of Norian there, and yeah, get everyone's thoughts on stuff like that. Sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah me Better too. Better check it out, folks. Don't <laughs> <Feel laughs> <a little> threat. You <laughs> might get enraged. Don't threaten them. <laughs> yeah, I think we wanted to start off with the Dicey D20, how it all started. Now that we're... How many downloads are we in now? We're in eight... Uh, Getting close to nine. Too many. Almost 900. Yeah, we're, we're drowning in the downloads. Drowning. <laughs> you guys need to stop. <laughs> Can that be the name of this? Is just drowning in the downloads. <laughs> uh, yeah, now that we're quote unquote drowning in downloads, we thought it was time to share our origin story and how it all came to be. Believe it or not, none of these goons played D and D before I did. I was the first. Yeah, and I brought D and D to the group, and then I think it was a year or two later we had done two or three seasons worth, two or three uh, campaigns yeah. when. I think it was just a, it was just a it was a sunny afternoon. We were, of course were indoors, <laughs> probably just after a session of D and D, and we thought about how funny it would be if we could just hear all the crazy shit that had that, happened over the past two years. That Sab says, "I always want to yeah. hear what that guy says afterwards." <laughs> <laughs> well, because so many so much dope shit happens, and and even just crazy moments where like people roll twenties at the craziest time, and you know. At the most crucial time, right? <laughs> yeah. and so then you end up being like, "Oh man, if only there was a way to listen to it." And I think originally we just were thinking about doing it for ourselves. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I, just, so. I just thought about recording it for us, and then I don't know who it was. Maybe it was Sam Wood. I don't know. I'll shout out Sam Suck Wood. Wood. <laughs> Suck Wood. Yeah, it was Suck Wood who said, "Dude, it'd be dope to listen to that." Because I think he listened to like one of our sessions one day. Yeah, he just sat there session. and stared at us for an hour. <laughs> yeah. It was really weird. Yeah, Sam, you can play. No, no. Every every orgy needs a witness. <laughs> Pants down in the corner. It was in a closet. I'm pretty sure it was in a closet. Sam is going to love and hate this show, Dave. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how D&D, well, at least the pod started. D&D for me was kind of an interesting, the DM that I first played with had no experience in D&D whatsoever. Um, not a bad thing. He was fantastic uh, for what he knew. And gosh, I think even I, I was so against playing. I didn't even want to play. <laughs> I, it was Max, uh, fellow DM. Once, uh, once we were first time players together, he was so psyched. He was like, man, we got to play D&D. This is going to be dope. I've done so much research. He's like, I got all these characters. He pre-made like 15 characters. Jesus Everyone who was on this field school. That takes a while to do. <laughs> no, it took a long time. And they were fucking weird characters too. Like my guy was a, my guy was an urban druid dragonborn. He, he was this, he was a hipster druid who hated earth magic. <laughs> <Super weird. laughs> like, anyone who knows druids knows that that's their only bit. 
it. And he just took that from me. And my fatal flaw was I would run away from any fight I was outnumbered in. So I was up against like two goats on a mountain and I ran away. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't want to play. And we all had a couple beers and we were, we were hanging out one of the days after work. He just said, come on, man, just give it, just give it an hour. And honestly, it was revolutionary. It was wild. I was so used to RPGs that this was like the ultimate RPG and I just had to had to go with it. But then when I got home, none of these guys played D&D. <laughs> that was true. So you were, were you in there. Greece then or was that... No, no, that was... Well, Greece was after. Mm. That was a year... That was two years later. Yeah. We're in Greece now, eh? No, we're not in Greece. <laughs> I meant we have downloads in Greece. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, we're all in Greece, no guys. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know. Four Can- I don't know what to say. Four Canadians in Greece. <laughs> I didn't know we had downloads in Greece. Yeah, we. I, I just found out. I mean, that's wild. To, where else do we have downloads that I don't know about, Josh? Oh, boy, I haven't looked uh, recently, but uh, we are in Vietnam. We're in Vietnam? Yep. Good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> God, I, I'm sure they hate that joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, they probably do, but it's fine. They're not here. <laughs> we're we're decently big in Australia. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Quite a few downloads there. Uh, I won't try and do an Aussie accent. No, that's fair. I just want to piss off all of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the U.S., uh, obviously. U.K., pretty big, actually. Okay. Sick. Yeah. Never you- been to the U.K., any listeners want to put me up rent free for like, you know, a couple of weeks? You shout me out. I'll run all the free D and D you can imagine. Oh he's already trying to jump ship. Yeah. The catches. He's going to bring all all the rest of us. And so yeah. really, you need. We'll settle for two bedrooms. Two bedrooms. Oh my! I'm just trying to reap the benefits of this fame while I can, Josh. Oh my gosh! And Sab eats a lot, so yeah. So it's going to have to be a lot of food. Yeah. Sad mug. Candle that burns twice as bright burns <laughs> twice as fast. <laughs> if we're going to reap the benefits, Josh, we got to do it now. Sorry, my bad. At our peak. <laughs> yeah, before our steady decline. But this is a good point, I think, to talk about characters, because I think that the characters are some of the things that draw people into the storyline. At least they've made working with the storyline really cool for me, because as every every DM kind of knows, anyone who's played D&D, you have to kind of center the world around your players to a certain extent, right? Obviously the world's bigger than they are, a lot of shit's happening, but at the same time, you know, you got to keep them in mind, and I think keeping you guys in mind was what's made the storyline pretty cool. Yeah, and I mean, you've you've DM'd us countless times, so I think you've kind of Got in the feel of what we like to do, uh, how to cater games to that, and story. I, I, mean, I think I've DM'd you almost exclusively. Uh, almost. I've had one other DM. I don't know if uh, any of you is better than you've you. You've had ju- Justin Oh my DM. god, fuck you. <laughs> no, no, hold up. Yeah. I'm, Josh told the, me one the time we're gonna scrap they had to right now. a quest because <laughs> they didn't do it right. And have we ever got that opportunity? Fuck, I'd kill Vox in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's redo it. Come on. No, you're right. Let me just let's just do over every single thing in D and D we don't like. No, we can't do that. No. Like a like a load save no. game. Yeah, just keep going back. That'd be a weird pod. It's fucking ridiculous. Man, pause like in Skyrim and just boost my health back up by eating like eighty hams. That's the dream. I don't know. Yeah, well, we were thinking about having a pod, or well, not maybe a separate pod, but maybe a, uh, a feature on this pod about DMing, what goes into it, some do's and don'ts and stuff like that, because as much as there's a bunch of literature on it, there's actually very little in terms of, like, you'll see those posts, like, 10 things for, like, novice DMs to learn if you want to be good at D&D, and it's like, there's so much more than that. Mm -hmm. But, I don't know, if that's something you guys are interested in, definitely let us know. Tweet at us, 
tweeted us. I don't know. However you say that. Tweeter, like, tweet, tweeter tweet, at us. Noah's an 80-year-old man. He doesn't understand <laughs> tech talk. <laughs> Let's talk about characters. Yeah. Very bright lord. I don't know. I, I think my character's badass. At first, I didn't really like him because he can cast spells, uh, which is kind of shitty. Yeah. What a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking non-spellcaster. But, you know, I've I've always stuck to, like, heavy armor kind of guys um, throughout D&D. I haven't been really used to, like, spellcasting and stuff, which is cool. Because I'm getting into that right now since I leveled up. But, yeah, I enjoy my character a lot right now. What's your, what's your favorite thing about your character? Actually, I'll tell you my favorite thing about your character. It's probably your backstory. When you shit yeah. himself. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I love the Bright Lord backstory. It's hilarious. I go back and listen to that episode a lot. <laughs> yeah. Me and Josh were talking about if you brought back Jim Marcus, like he didn't actually die, and he was to- <laughs> like he was the evil, like our nemesis, and he yeah. was really just there picking on Sab. And he's like Two Face from Batman, like he's oh, burnt. fuck. Okay, <laughs> to be honest, that was always in the cards. Oh, <laughs> maybe, yeah, right maybe not as not as like a. Not as like the arch nemesis, right? Not as like the uh, the climax of the of season one of the story, but it was definitely in the cards for like a low key bandit hideout near the town <laughs> that Sab was from. He, they ended up pulling him from the wreckage. He rises up to the top ranks of this bandit clan, <laughs> and then he's like, <laughs> he's like Ragnar. Good to see you. What, sorry, Rogar Ragnak. Yeah, just get the fucking name. <laughs> you know what? Rogar. Good to see you. He's like, Call who are you? And he removes the mask. Joth Marcus and then, like, black. <laughs> just like the end of the episode no! No! you were my friend yeah, you were dead I stopped your face in <laughs> no that backstory is pretty fun I, love, I don't know everyone knows this but tragic backstories in D&D can we, no one fucking be happy please yeah we all went tragic tragic like as tragic as you could go I survived so did Trevis I, I think that's pretty Trevis is technically dead isn't he not? Yeah, he's a ghost bird. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's... So technically he didn't survive. He's my ectoplasm. He feels real. Yeah, I mean... Oh my it's gosh. Cool. It's really cool. It's cool, but like, God, would it kill you to write like a... How, my family's fine. They live down the road. I go visit them on weekends. Like, fuck. They send me messages every every yeah. few months. God, mom, not, can everyone, I play Everyone wants to be sad. <laughs> it, I don't know. It, well... It gets that immediate emotional connection. Yeah, I, guess. I think the listeners relate. You know what? No one's happy. Let's <laughs> <laughs> turn into the Doctor Phil podcast real quick. I, lo- I love that we got one listener. I'm happy. No, you're not. You're fucking not. You shut your mouth. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's not much to. I mean, yeah. So I, th- I think. Fievel's background is also pretty... I think Josh's background is the most ironic. You're a freed slave, yes. but you're not actually free. I am until, now. Well, you are now, but yeah, we're halfway through season one, so yeah, it took a while. Yeah, I did. I mean, yeah, it was kind of ironic because I was freed, then not freed. So like, I back think and the forth. players appreciate that, kind of, you know? I just want them to know that I gave him every opportunity to fucking break free from that shit, <laughs> and he just <laughs> fucked it up every time. So. I just played my character. I thought he wouldn't go along with any of this. He would be as difficult as possible. I mean, yeah. when you planeswalked, you saw that imp, you could have fucked an imp and started a whole like new civilization there. Jesus. And never come back. <laughs> Technically, that would have been an escape, right? Do you think that he can have sex with that the fire image that he saw? <laughs> that is in what the he said. Fire dimension. <laughs> All right, we were gonna eventually get to you know things that could be alternative outcomes in D and D, things we could have done differently. 
We're jumping. That clearly goes to the top of the list. Josh could have started a fucking half humanoid, half imp <laughs> colony God, I would have been, in the middle of the fire dimension, cool. brought them back to Earth, taken over the material Shit. plane. No, Josh no. could not have fucked an imp. Yeah. Nor could he have. I mean, you know what? Fuck that. Prove he probably wrong. could have fucked the imp. He couldn't have had conceived a child with it, though. Uh, and it probably wouldn't have been consensual. <laughs> Get over here. No, that imp would have fucking gotten. <laughs> I don't even know. And you're part of the imp's part. A... <laughs> That's the real question. Technically, it's a, a mephit. M-E-P-H-I-T. Mephit? Yeah. Technically, that's what they're called. I don't know if you call them an imp, but... Okay. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I don't think we ever found out what they actually were. Yeah, for for people who are interested, I mean, they're in the Monster Manual. I think it. I think there's an exact line which says, cannot conceive human children, but I don't know. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Must have missed that. It was my turn, right? Talk about my character? Yeah, you can yeah. talk about your character. Yeah, character. All right, well, there's obviously a lot of decisions to make when I was first starting my character. Mousefolk was kind of like in the back, like one of the low choices, because I was like, <laughs> fuck, who the hell wants to be a stupid mouse? Like, just like to get pushed around and people like shit in my face. Like, great. That's all I want in the D&D world. I was just me in real life. Let's, let's just make it happen in the <laughs> <virtual> life. <laughs> oh, God, this got too fucking real. <laughs> No, so I... Want to talk about something, Justin? <laughs> I, uh, I numbered them off, rolled the dice, landed on mouse folk, and you know what? The dice don't lie, so I, I followed through with it. And then along with the Beastmaster, I was going for a little bit of irony. I was like, how sick would it be if I was just some little fucking mouse that just dominates these giant beasts? Like, that would be fucking awesome. Yeah, you said my character is most ironic. I definitely think Fiebel is the most ironic character out of us. He he is technically half part animal, but he's also a Beastmaster. So he, he just trains other animals. And on top of that, he's like this small, cute little mouse folk who is just triggered instantly. Yeah. I'm everybody. fucking Ash Ketchum, okay? And they're all my Pokemon. You know what? I don't know. I, <laughs> I think that's a funny reference. I don't think you're Ash Ketchum. <laughs> you have a giant toad. You haven't done anything else. You haven't even caught a far-fetched I, or whatever. I captured fuck. his heart. Oh, just you wait, No, I have a plan to, like, harvest, like, a thousand rats. And then when we get into battle, I'm just going to blow this, like, flute. And they're all going to come out and just eat whatever's in the <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Pied Piper in it. Okay. <laughs> I'll be on the lookout. Do I see any rats? Suspiciously, you see no rats. Anywhere. Not even one. I'm in the sewers. <laughs> they nest here. I was born in these sewers. <laughs> That's not true. That's not canon at all, Ness. There were, there were four turtles down there and an alpha rat. <laughs> oh, gosh. I feel like we need to move on. I don't even know if we can do Fievel anymore. Your character fucking comes through. I see the wildness in your eyes when you talk about I enjoy it. I enjoy the chaos. Kind of scares me. <laughs> that's that's why I enjoy it. It gives an added like sense of like in the last episode when I when I hit on Arda and he's just like I pull out my trident and I was like holy fuck. I was like you might actually kill me. <laughs> Jack Bauer gets in here. I'm fucking dead. <laughs> Didn't the fans say they wanted to see me with Arda instead? Yeah, of someone actually tweeted at us said that uh, they said that. They said that Tyson McKay was their favorite character, but they wanted to see Rogar get Arda. Hey. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that was a wild plot twist. It kind of makes sense, though, like Lizard Folk, Dragonborn. Yeah. Yeah. She's probably had that before. She hasn't had a mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's just looking for something different, according to Fievel. <laughs> 
<laughs> she doesn't know she what she wants. Goes for, <laughs> for dicks, but now she's going for a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is a dick on the inside. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't know this. Oh, gosh. Nobody That's tell funny. her. I, I love how you made up this random tweet, Josh, because no one would ever say Tyson is their friend. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Let's get to Tyson right now. It's it's the oh, fireman man. nickname. I amped him up last episode. That's true. Yeah, people are just like, fuck, fireman, fireman. I hear the chants. Fireman. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, the support of Fievel really got me into the, the hearts of the fans, I think. <laughs> I freed I him from that I don't know if you were relatable cage. until then. You know, you were just, you were, you were in the swamps. You were with the hobgoblins, the bullywigs, gotcha. Whereas the, I think they, say, they saw more of, you know, I think- Fievel's personality early on yeah i guess that's true Uh, i think at the end nearing the end of uh episode four when i started actually doing something useful like (laughs) like when i tore through all the bullywugs when i freed him of his cage yes i guess that's true not everything's about you so let's fucking (laughs) (laughs) fine when jack bauer and i freed him from the cage (laughs) okay not everything's about you and jack bauer believe it or not jesus christ we're talking about the bright the bright lord fuck thanks we're talking about the planeswalker right now fireman i think i think after that episode it was like Okay, Planeswalker's kind of cool, and he's useful. Before that, I was just a, a burden on everyone, it yeah. seemed like. He was a guy scavenging for fucking stale bread. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so wait, now that we know that people, the people want, the people have spoken, they want to see the Bright Lord with Arda, are you going to make a move, Bright Lord, or are you going to... Bet your ass I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, we'll see how that works out. I like the dynamic of the group. It's not comfortable. Like, I'm not comfortable in the group. Like, as a, char- as a character. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> because I, I don't really know Fievel, and he's really weird towards me <laughs> specifically. I don't even know his name yet. Yeah, we don't know his name. And he just won't tell us. I like to keep it that way. <laughs> But he has told literally everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, He's like best friends with these lizard folks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Rogar kind of ditched me going into the Bullywood camp. He's just like, I'm going to pay to get out of here. He did help get me food, but I never I never found out that it was him that gave me the, that helped get me the food. So I just think he kind of ditched me, but he's the closest I have to family right now. <laughs> so it's a, it's an awkward situation for my character. Anyway. I'll keep that in mind. Maybe if you have a little... Turn things around. I'll, we just put I'll give you my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> You're going to fucking take it, it is, right? <laughs> like it or not. It is an interesting point, though. I mean, like, usually when we've had campaigns in other campaigns that I've run as well, the players are all very much, this is our team and, and everything that the DM creates, that's the other team, mm-hmm. right? Whereas you guys are very much like, we're on our own teams. We just happen to be playing in the same league right yeah. now. We're, we have the but same. we're all going to... Yeah. Same goals because we're. I'm trying to find the prisoners. The Bright Lord. He's kind of like. I, I'm trying to help everyone, right? And uh, mm. and he also. I think you've kind of taken an interest in these Knights of the New Moon. Yeah, I kind of want to join them. They're pretty pretty cool. So he has his own personal interest in this, and then obviously Fievel is trying to impress Arda and save his literature folk friends and kill the humans that massacred my tribe. <laughs> Yeah, people That's forget. Let it go. People forget. Let it go. <laughs> I'll uh, find them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't these humans, so what are you going to do when you find these humans? Oh, man, I'm going to rip this fucking forest apart to find them. <laughs> I know you're under this rock, and I'll just get Jack Bauer to move it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just just an hour and a half of him moving rocks <laughs> and nothing being underneath. <laughs> Most folk only live to, like, what, 40, right? Yeah. I think I'm a... 
I don't even know how old I am. Probably too yeah. old. So yeah, so I can't wait to see like a thirty-seven-year-old mouse folk just fucking crazy, <laughs> just rotted brain, just in the middle of the mangroves. I'll find the fucking humans. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I was talking to Josh. I was like, man, I guess they're doing like executions in battle. So I think I'm gonna start like strangling people with my tail and stuff like that. Just like I'm gonna go wild. <laughs> do you think your tail is prehensile? Do you think you can do that? I mean, if I beat them down to like one HP and then I could just like get Jack Bauer to stand on half their body and then I could just strangle them. <laughs> I, said, I don't think it's the strangling that kills them. Though. I think it's Jack Bauer sitting on their body. The, He's li- huge. the listeners don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like their head would fucking pop off. Fievel yeah, doesn't know this. <laughs> True. Yeah, I'm going to go with executive decision. You can't choke people with your tail. Okay. It's not strong enough. You need 11 pounds of force. On average, to crush a human windpipe, are you, you can't do that. Are you eleven tail. pounds? We're probably like forty. Right? Like, yeah, he's not. A, there's no way. <laughs> I'm definitely. More. He's a fucking mouse. <laughs> he's a mouse folk. I'm though. a big mouse. He's like three feet. Yeah, I was gonna eat that bullywug. Like you refused me of gains. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, this is your fault. Is it my fault? I'm that a you're malnourished small? fucking mouse because I think I of cut you. That out, <laughs> I'm not the one making sure. Yeah, I'm not the one stopping you from eating <laughs> as much as you want. Oh my gosh, we're getting off topic. This is ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, so let's talk about the storyline. Oh yeah. How do we feel about the storyline? I like where it's gone now. Yeah. Uh, the Bullywood camp. I'm glad we escaped for sure. It was getting. Uh, I don't want to say tedious because that's not the right word. It was just getting a little moist. Like I was tired of being. <laughs> I was tired of not having freedom. I guess that was my whole thing. I think it was you know from a creation standpoint. You talk about like making the game. I think I thought it was, and this is what was really cool was plant, building a world that was centered around you guys. And you know, uh, Josh came up with this really cool planeswalker, Tyson McKay. He's a freed slave, but I was like, you know, it's not cool enough if he's just a freed slave. Like, if he always alludes to like, slavery, nah, I wanted nah. to like feel it. You're like, no, nah, no, nah. <laughs> take away that freed part, and we've got something going here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I like, I don't know. Like, D and D has a tendency, and DMs have a tendency to leave the background in the past, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm a sailor, but then, you know, you never see them in a sailing context. It's just a dude who's now, like, a, a soldier, whatever yeah. the case may be. Isn't, now, like, a fighter. Isn't my sub-sub um, a sailor? Man, I can't wait to sail the seas with Jack Bauer. It's gonna be fucking great. <laughs> he's going to, like, sink the <laughs> ship. sink every fucking boat that he's on. <laughs> but, yeah, so, when it, so you know, I didn't want to leave the background in the past. I thought, here's, I've never had a player who's been a slave before. I thought it would be really cool if for at least like the first session because that was my that was my whole intention man I never meant to keep you in chains for four sessions <laughs> I totally meant for you to free yourself after the first session when you did not I sent and I and I gave Rogar Ragnak the opportunity to rush up the mountain and help you I totally thought he'd fucking <laughs> knock it out of the park he didn't knock it out of the park then when you know the, the whole bullywig exchange happened I was like here's another chance they can escape like there's confusion like this is what I would do bam didn't escape again yeah. I was like fuck so so you have to understand like from my perspective all i wanted was for you to be in change for chains for like 45 minutes <laughs> but to be fair i think it added to the story yeah. a lot like it, it definitely yeah. created a, a realistic outcome right well yeah i think that's what's really cool about it is it wasn't like it wasn't just so easy to overthrow five or six hobgoblins yeah. and then it wasn't super easy to overthrow a camp of bullywugs right like it took no no that was pretty easy. <laughs> pretty unique circuit well it, w- it, was it wasn't surprisingly easy when you <laughs> it was easy when you were let free yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i wasn't mad at the the whole slade thing i didn't care it was a fun role to play for a bit yeah and i think it was cool because yeah like you said usually dms just leave the past in the 
the past, but this is this is kind of different. We were kind of still in the past, like it's still in our background, kind of. We were coming yeah. just out of it in the prologues. So it was kind of a cool way to introduce us into the, the main story. Well, I think that was always what was a cool part of the Dicey D20 when we started out was that there was going to be these prologues, right? There was going to be the introdu- introduction of each player, mm-hmm. right, coming into the game, and then subtly or just by happenstance or coincidence, whatever the case may be, these players kind of finding each other, coming together in weird ways, right? Um, I think that was what kind of drew, at least, like, I mean, and I list, go back and listen to them, right? Like, it draws people in. It's like, I wonder how these three people are going to get along. Come into a storyline together, yeah. right? Or get along. And the, you know what? Hasn't been answered yet. No one's getting <laughs> along. So, uh, I don't know. I think Rogar and I are fine. Yeah. It's just the mouse. I made Fire, Fireman Road on Jack Bauer. I think, like, he forgets that. That's a big step for me. Yeah, that was true. You were very <laughs> reluctant, but... <laughs> Don't act like you've sacrificed. I'm, I'm not saying we're enemies. I'm just saying we're not, we're not friends yet by any means, which is... It's a realistic build, and I think we're playing our characters pretty well. Especially, especially Fievel. Fievel. <laughs> Free me from a cage, and then, then we'll talk. All right. So we have to put you in a cage first? <laughs> he, he, yeah, he didn't say anything about you not putting him in the cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we have to get a cage and put him in it. Jack Power will not be happy. <laughs> yeah, there's no cage big enough for him. Who's going to mount and dismount me? <laughs> I think you overestimate how much he likes you. <laughs> you know what? I think he li- he likes me. I think he likes you, but I don't think he'd be... He would free me from a cage. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, yeah I I think with direction he would. I think if you were unconscious, he'd just sit with his fat ass outside the cage and just watch you. <laughs> and then you'd wake up and you'd just be sitting there. You're like, what are you doing, Jack Bauer? And he just like slowly blinks his eyes. <laughs> you want these good berries? You're going to fucking break this cage. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else that you guys have found cool about the storyline, or things that you would change? Like, because I mean, Ness, you you're you're a DM in your own right. Yep. When you you know that when you play a storyline and you're a DM, you kind of analyze the shit out of stuff, mm-hmm. right? Definitely. Like, how, how's it been for you? Good. Honestly, I didn't expect to find Jack Bauer so quick. <laughs> so that was nice because I was like, "Fuck, I'm some little shrimp of a freaking mouse, and I gotta navigate through the swamp." Man, I could have drowned in one of those like little <laughs> things yeah, so because i remember in like episode two or whenever you got you, know, you got it right away mm-hmm. and both sab and i were like holy fuck that's op but then, yeah but then we took a step back and we were like okay yeah but i mean our characters eventually become op and i mean fievel without jack bauer is not useless but he's he's not as strong not i have close. to roll 20s with a trident attack yeah. to be effective <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i think that was another thing i mean people listen to the episode with Jack Bauer and they said holy shit like this guy's not even a level 2 and he's just getting this toad right off the bat it's like man he's a beast master you know what I mean like it's in the name he has literally no skills aside from that like he can he can stab with the trident but he's not heavily armored he has no spells he's not he's not good really at anything except for being a beast master right like that's his class and if if you were if i was going to hold out for like 6 episodes and then he finally gets one. I mean, he'd probably die before that. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he would have definitely lost against the Shambling Mound. Yep. Yeah. No, I doubt you would have... Oh, yeah, there's no way. I doubt you would have put him against that, I guess, if he didn't have Jack Bauer. But. No, for sure not. I mean, the Shambling Mound was built in there to knowing full well that Jack Bauer would be a part of that fight. Because mm-hmm. there'd be no... It would have been something else, or that encounter wouldn't have happened at all had Jack Bauer not been there. Also, other, like, DM stuff. I've been reading the DM guide, 5th edition one, the latest one anyway, um... 
And just seeing like you brought in the Knights of the New Moon, like sigils, banners, like that's a big thing because mm. like in a lot of just like stuff I've listened to, like people aren't that descriptive or they forget about just different, I want to say like regions where people have banners in certain regions, like everything I guess in the past, it was always just like wild. You'd get to a city, but yeah, the city has a bunch of knights, but it was never like, oh, like the Knights of the New Moon. I'm like, that's fucking sick. And then I could just yeah. picture like an emblem on their, on their shields and on their armor. It's really cool that mm-hmm. way. And then I'm sure in the sense that where we're going, we're in Swampland now, but like I'm excited to reach like a different biome. Yeah. I'm sure Jack Bauer yeah. isn't because that's <laughs> literally where he's from. But like, can you see his fucking toady ass in like a grassland or some <laughs> shit? He would fucking cook in a desert. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, good good points on the biome for sure. We'll go reverse chronological. I think that the Swampland has been an interesting biome for the beginning mm-hmm. of this of the of the season. It's not one that you usually start in. Most entry level players will start in forests if they're a rural campaign or they'll start in small towns or, or cities if they're an urban campaign. Very very rarely do campaigns I think start or at least homebrews that I've played or or, or that I've created start out in a really odd biome, right? Like something that kinda of, kinda of out of the way like that. Yeah. So that's what was also kind of unique about the Dicey D20 was it started out not how it started out like a like a complete homebrew like nothing was how it would normally be done yeah <laughs> and then yeah the the Knights of the New Moon you're talking about sigils and factions and stuff I find that to be one of the most important parts about D&D I mean you gotta give context to your world mm-hmm. and Norian's in a place right now where there's not a lot of structure there's not a lot of order and the Knights of the New Moon are essentially just I mean it's guys who survived the second age with the hobgoblin armies, the one legion which rained down from the north. These are like the lowly soldiers and, you know, flag bearers and stuff that survived that war that then passed on military teaching through the generations. Knights of the, of the New Moon are, are what's left, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. and, and they're they're very few, but they're very, very cool sect of the uh, of the population for sure. That's another thing I want to get into um, about the story that I think I, I like and I think our listeners like is... Uh, the different voices you do. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I, I don't uh, oftentimes credit myself for voices, but I mean, I mean, yeah. Are they the best voices I've ever heard? <laughs> Probably not. Okay. But you know, go back to, go back to sucking my dick. please. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like this tooth shit. <laughs> but they're, they're, they're definitely like, they're good. And, and it really gets you into the story and, um, uh, it allows, especially with a podcast, cause then you could tell the difference between who's who and that mm-hmm. stuff. Right. Mm, definitely. Um, it really lends itself to the story and especially the character, like the NPC's background, you really get into them and who they are. I've played with people that do not get into character <laughs> and it's just the same monotone character throughout yeah. the whole story. And it's like, I attack him. I was like, yeah. wait, who's talking right now? <laughs> I don't understand what NPC is this. <laughs> well, yeah, no, thanks. I mean, I think that you got to give some context. Again, it's all about context, right? I mean, how are your players going to know that someone's untrustworthy if you don't make their voice kind of slimy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. If you don't make them kind of like, fuck, who's that guy from Lord of the Rings? Smeagol. Worm tongue. Grievel. Grievel, yeah. How are, you gonna, like, how are they going to know unless you kind of make a character like that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it, it won't get conveyed if you're just like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, yeah. you just got to <laughs> fucking make it, like, you just got to make it, drip off the tongue you know i don't well, know especially since it's, I have, it's an imaginary podcast right like so it's not there's no visuals that go along with this other than yeah. the, the fan art that we get which shout out to the fan art that we've gotten pretty cool oh fuck mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i got some comments on that today it's literally some people that work with friends of friends at a gym 
came up to me when we were at this mutual <laughs> gathering. They said, they said, quote unquote, whoever drew that stuff is sick as tits. And I was like, well, it's different people. It's different people. Well, fucking thank you. I did. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 they're dope. Yeah. No, but they, they fucking thought it was so cool. But I mean, besides those visuals, which are fan made, there's nothing visual to go along with it. So you need those voices and stuff like that. And I mean, we don't really do voices for our characters. Fievel sometimes does like his crazy voice. Just funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need, I need, I gotta work on like a raspy voice for him. Just... Do you think he would have a raspy voice? Yeah. I think it'd be a squeaky yeah. voice. <laughs> which is, which would be funny for you to do because you have such a deep voice. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll practice. <laughs> Listens, beware. What is the, fuck, what's that from? And so we go to war. <laughs> No, that's the that's Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, there we go. No, but I think uh, now that I know that, I'll do some more voices. My favorite ever is an old Jewish couple <laughs> arguing over what they've heard. <laughs> oh, boy. You're looking for your lost dog? <laughs> no, he said he got lost in a bog. fucking... Yeah, get ready to meet them in the next episode. I regret oh, encouraging any of this. <laughs> I don't know. What do you like about the story so far, Seb? What do you want to... Um, get into maybe with your character. I don't know. I I like where it's been going so far, and there's like a there's a big cliffhanger right now uh, with like everyone disappearing. And I got like the opportunity to do like something different other than just being trapped in a cage for four episodes. <laughs> I actually got to like talk with the bullywogs and learn a bit about them. And and you got to be um, in a tournament too. Yeah, I got to be in a spear throwing yeah. tournament, which you, is cool. You even got though mad I, at us for denying you missions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was kind of disappointed that they killed everyone just to see you. <laughs> I was disappointed that I freed myself. Yeah. Fuck you, Josh. I was kind of disappointed that, that Fireman was so selfish and just killed all the bullies. Like, he couldn't just take one for the team and be in prison a day longer. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to see what, like, missions they had to offer and, you know, like, where, where it would lead to. So I wasn't sure yeah. about that. Well, I think that's kind of speaks to some some part of how how cool D&D is. I mean, just alternative outcomes. I think we were discussing this before how, you know, if you you just you flick like, you know, a pebble in a pond, there's all these ripples, right? If you kill all the bullywugs, <laughs> you know, you don't have access to what the bullywugs would have offered you previously, yeah, right? We, or what what we, quest lines you could have yeah. done. We threw a boulder into the stream and we're going to <laughs> just fucking obliterated them. I still can't believe you let Vox away with all his money. God damn. Yeah. I kind of wanted to kill him, yeah. It's, it's my, you could have been kings. My characters. You could have been kings. See, I, I don't think your character would have killed them, Seb. Yeah, just because he was leading everyone. and Maybe. Your, your character might have. My character... It was a toss-up, too. <clears throat> your character... Probably wouldn't have. He got what he wanted. I mean, yeah, he imprisoned the people I was there for. Like, fuck, would I have loved to strangled Vox? Yeah, in a heartbeat. <laughs> Shit. And do I hate seeing all that money go? Yeah, but like, that's that's my background. Like, currency doesn't mean shit to Fievel, so I couldn't just be like, yeah, I want all that fucking gold. I want to swim in that. Like, I want a Scrooge fucking McDuckett. <laughs> I want me and Arda to buy a castle. Like, no, it just, it's not going to happen. Yeah, could you imagine yeah, if you showed up so. to the village with like all this money and everyone's just dead or gone? And she would have been like, yeah. where were you? And you're like, well, I got this gold for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are you crying about? 
I have four. Dude, she's, she's half conscious. He, she wouldn't even see the gold. <laughs> she barely saw you. I would have I would have wafted a coin in front of her face. For rich, for rich, get up. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, alternative outcomes are pretty cool. I mean, at any point you guys can, and this is what the testament of a, of a really good campaign and a DM who kind of has the maturity to be like, you know, your, your players can make different decisions. They're not always going to choose the path that, you know, you've put the most time into creating for them. Sometimes they'll just say, fuck that, that nice path you've built for me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go off into the bush over here and, (laughs) and what fucking happens happens and you just have to deal with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know they do a perception check. There's ducks in a pond and then there goes your fucking quest line. You're like, shit. (laughs) Now they want to feed the ducks bread. Like Jesus Christ. This is a time sensitive. Do I, do I have bread? Yes, you have bread. Oh, good. Good, good. Do I, can I, can I rip it up? Sure. You're not going to make me roll? No. Not roll to rip up the brain. Like, just fucking like he let's knows go. what we're going to say. Like, I'm looking for an 18 here. This bread is quite stale. <laughs> I mean, and I guess a cool place to go from here is where do you guys think the storyline's going? Our listeners, of course, we'd love to hear what you guys think is going to happen. It's cool to hear it from the players because they've been going through it. Well, Fievel, your backstory is that the city next to your village or whatever is the ones that were infringing on your territory so, or you're not sure? so i believe okay. yeah i'm not fievel yeah. isn't actually 100 percent. and but, if i'm not mistaken these knights are from that place right uh, i don't think so no i wasn't 100 sure no i mean so fievel's from a town of most folk don't get me wrong they're in the same region as ryberry mm-hmm. but ryberry okay. is not the humans that have been fucking with the most folk okay. ryberry is a little bit too civilized for that kind of shit <laughs> okay well i think I think this quest line could definitely lead somewhere towards your backstory, and then I think it could definitely fill out Sab's backstory. Oh, I want to see Joff Marcus yeah. so bad. <laughs> I could definitely see Rogar joining these guys. I don't. I don't know if you feel that way. It, you've said you felt that way. So. Yeah, I definitely want to join them. They seem pretty badass. Yeah, they seem like your kind of guys, like doing good. Yeah, yeah. The world. Let's hope me and Tyson don't kill them. That's the only thing. <laughs> I don't know where Tyson's story goes. <laughs> Everything Sab wants, I'm just going to take away from him. <laughs> That's why he's taking Arda from you? Yes. Oh, true. <laughs> and your toad. Oh, and my toad. <laughs> Jack Bauer. I'm not sure how this whole non-beastmaster thing's going to go, yeah. but you can try. Yeah. You can multi-class. Yeah. Eventually. I'm just seeing, I'm seeing <clears throat> Rogar Ragnak. And Arda in a nice little cottage with a white picket fence. Oh, Got a huge doghouse for find Jack another. Bauer. <laughs> I'll find him. Yeah, the only thing is, I'm not sure where Tyson McKay's story goes with this. He's kind of kind of a lost puppy, if you will. Not really sure yeah. what his purpose is. I think he's got. He's trying to find his people. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. What happens then? I mean, you don't know. Maybe he's going to try and you know get them into a town or a city or Ooh. get them to safety. Right. Yeah. He's not just going to you know once he once he finds them if you know if all goes well. It's not just going to be like, all right, see you later. Have fun on the road. You don't have any food or items or shit. <laughs> How many of you have died? 17. <laughs> like, That's the village. <laughs> no, like, I, th- I feel like you're going to, you're going to good guy Greg it, right? I, you're probably going to help them out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just talking about afterwards because, I mean, like, Fievel has his, has his quest right now. He's going to help Arda and then he's still going to find his, his parents' murders. I guess mine could be finding the hobgoblins that killed my or attacked my village. Yeah. That could be Tyson's. Or you track down the old man, find out how he shook out of those <laughs> chains, and then you'll never be a slave again. He's another fan favorite, man. People 
my friends who listen to the podcast come up and they're like, dude, just shake the chains. <laughs> shaking. And I'm like, oh man, I had no idea that one line would be so funny. It's a good line. Yeah, it is. It's especially good because he, because Sab is so excited that he had got the keys. And he just, he's just like, oh man, I got the keys. And then he just, I just shook them. <laughs> and Sab's like, God damn it. You fucker. It's funny how like, you know, you, as a DM, you write all this stuff and you're like, oh, that's going to be so cool. Oh, that's going to be so funny. And then it's the stuff that you couldn't even come up with that you yeah. just on the spot, on the fly, you were just like, oh, that could be, that could be quaint. <laughs> you say it and then it's like, bam, that's just like, that's the hit. Right? Yeah. yeah. There's been a lot of that. I don't know. Do you guys have any? Yeah, uh... Most of what I actually write beforehand is shit. A lot of this is just made up on the spot, ladies and gentlemen. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> as, as most good DMing is, that's, yeah. uh, you got to learn to improvise and that's honestly it. Yeah. Let's save the, well, we'll save the DM talk for one of the, if the people want to hear a, a pod specifically, you know, designated towards DMing. We'll save it for that. But yes, DMs do have to improvise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or do they find out in the podcast? Oh. <laughs> oh. just have, just have 5,000 pages of just scripted of every outcome that could possibly happen. <laughs> you say that now, but that's the only way to be a successful <laughs> Uh, what do you, I, I open this door. Hang on, let me flip to page four thousand. Yeah, <laughs> Shit, I didn't. I didn't account for this. I didn't account for this. Uh, you can't. Shut you can't down. do it. <laughs> Sorry. Restart. Restart. <laughs> Give me an hour. Can't even imagine. Yeah, but I mean, I think this has been uh, this has been good. Do we have any other talking points that we? I guess for alternative outcomes, what if we just slaughtered Vox? Like, what if we just slaughtered him and the rest of his village? And then those Knights of the New Moon showed up, and he's like, holy fuck, you just slaughtered Fox and his whole tribe. Yeah, I mean, the Knights of the New Moon, you gotta kind of think of them as, um, they're not an anti-hero. They're like a, fuck, they're like a Jack Sparrow. I was gonna say, they, they're, so a, ro- they're a rogue hero. They didn't seem like they called. cared about Vox's well-being that much. Yeah, they're like Han Solo, right? I mean, like, they're, yeah. you know, they're, they're everyone, they, everyone like, you like them because they're not bad guys, but they do bad things, right? Like, they, the Knights of the New Moon would have easily, and had no problem with killing Vox. Mm-hmm. You know, the only reason why he didn't, you know, he told you that he talked to, like, a hobgoblin emissary. He didn't say whether he let him live. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Like, these guys, uh, these guys deal with some of the most unsavory, uh, races. Yeah. Well, they'll do in D and D. They definitely kill a lot of fucking humanoids. Yeah. Well, they seem like the kind of guys who'll do anything for their people, which is right now finding where their people went. So, or some of their people, not all of them, but like some, like where the disappearances are. I don't. Yeah. I don't think yeah. they would have cared if they stumbled upon us slaughtering Vox. Man, that would have been great. They came. We just happy circle Vox. Like, oh, let's just stand in a circle, start pushing them, <laughs> kicking the shit out of them. Man. Uh, yeah, no, they, I mean, they didn't like Vox. They, uh, they, they wanted him dead. They just didn't justifiably have a reason. I mean, if you actually asked them about it, they would say that they obviously knew he was operating there. They went there before. There were no prisoners, so you can't really. They're not going to just attack unprovoked. But uh, they're stronger than you know, I. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you know, you're a piece of shit when it comes to attacking unprovoked. <laughs> what do you do? I choke him to death. <laughs> 20. Oh my god. <laughs> Man, my position would have been gone, guaranteed. I think that yeah, was they all would have swarmed That in was on the you. best plan of action. Oh yeah. No, it was definitely it was just crazy how you rolled a 20 and just absolutely destroyed him like that. It was like the best case scenario. <laughs> Yeah, but the description was great. Every time I listened to it, 
uh, you crush his windpipe. So I'm just like, yes, feel the power. <laughs> what you don't know is Fievel jerks off to these episodes. <laughs> yes, just rewinds the same parts over and over again. Just gets fucking rock hard. <laughs> that's the good stuff. <laughs> And that's a wrap. <laughs> but yeah, we could. Uh, that's about it. Uh, I, I just want to. I kind of want to thank our fans, people who've listened, subscribed, mm-hmm. all the other crazy podcasts that D and D podcasts and like minded podcasts that have kind of helped us out. They they tweet at us sometimes, and they're they. Uh, yeah, they shouted us out. They said you guys are doing a great job. Oh yeah, and to be honest, we fucking are. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's 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 just a it's a great community. Uh, I like being part of it. Yeah, honestly, I have to say, uh, the fact that other podcasts that have more more subscribers, more downloads, been doing it for longer, whatever the case may be, even new guys on the block who are like coming up at the same time as we are, who have just reached out and said, "Hey, we really like what you guys are doing. You know, keep it up." Yeah, that's kind of fucking sweet. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I also want to say thank you to the listeners, not just Josh. I want to say <laughs> it too. So I said it. <laughs> So thank you. Sab doesn't want to say that. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> Not yet. Once we reach a thousand downloads, we'll he'll, we'll say thank he'll you. He'll think about it. Yeah, I'll think about it. Yeah, dude, almost nine hundred downloads. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, if you guys if you guys like our pod, obviously subscribe. You know, give us a maybe give us a rating on iTunes or whatever if you can. Click on my heart. You know, if you, have, if you if you have a D and D group, maybe share it with them. They might enjoy our terrible sense of humor. Honestly, <clears throat> if you guys have questions. Comments, concerns, whatever the case may be. I mean, tweet at us, yep. get in touch with us. Also, I mean, if you want to give us suggestions, fuck, like, dude, we're not above that kind of shit. Oh, yeah. If you want to, you want to shoot us out, like, hey, I really want to see, you know, Fievel and Jack Bauer take on a blank, you know, whatever <laughs> a dragon, dragon. Is. Yeah. Kraken. bring it. I want, I want to see it. I'll rip that thing out from the inside. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. He'll fight. He'll fight whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> but yeah, no, no. But like, it was really cool how someone was like, "Hey, I want the Bright Lord to end up with Arda." That's sick. Yeah, no. because that's funny as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Unrealistic, but <laughs> oh my, more God. realistic than the mouse and the lizard, my oh, friend. Oh, <laughs> things are heating up. Yeah. I don't know. He's in Cordner. I'm, I'm sensing some pheromones in the air. <laughs> yeah, she's unconscious. So whatever you're sensing is fucking one way. <laughs> And also illegal. So <laughs> I'm holding her hand. <laughs> this has been our uh, behind the die, behind the dice, behind the twenty. You know, whatever we decide on calling it. <laughs> Inside the D twenty. Inside yeah. Sab. No, Sab's D twenty. Sab's D twenties. <laughs> and yes, yes listeners, they are natural. <laughs> uh, I know. Yeah. Noah. Us- yeah, thanks, guys. Noah usually does the outros, but uh, I'm. Uh, no, no, I'll do the outro. I'm taking over here. Oh. No, no, I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'll do it. <laughs> okay, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure. This is uh, Noah, DM signing out. Fireman signing out. Mouseman signing out. I uh, forget my nickname, but... That's a wrap. What's the nickname you guys Light Bright. Just oh, like light those. Bright. Yeah, yeah, that's a I like Light Bright. Those toys. Okay, Light Bright. Yeah. Peace and out. <laughs> <laughs>